time to relax. You know what that means. It's time for the show where usually the sting refers to the sensation when we pee, but not this week. It's the original Jankster's podcast, and I'm Kevin Jank. And I should tell you to speak to your speak speak for yourself. <laughs> oh yeah, you just get blood. <laughs> <laughs> and still stingies. A couple stingies here and there. <laughs> I always go at it. Just here and there. I always go at it with that butter. <laughs> no one can stop me. It's my time, and I want it now. <laughs> Just churning that dookie butter. Churning that on dookie. your wiener. Yep. <laughs> Before we get into any uh, anything too enticing here. Uh, I've got to announce something. I, I should probably put this in the winners and losers, but I can't even wait because I'm so excited. Uh, on the way home today, I was driving home, living my mundane life, when finally I achieved my lifelong goal. So I'm good now. I no longer have to do anything the rest of my life. I've done it. I have to know. <laughs> I was sitting at the light on 87th and uh, Ridgeland, or you know, Narragansett there, and what came driving by in front of me but the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Really? Yep. <laughs> Came zooming right by. I was like, oh, my God. Huh. Where, yeah, what was he was doing? Awesome. I've only seen it once when I was a kid. I don't know. It was just going down 87th Street. I don't know where it was heading or why it was here, but, man, I was like, yes. <laughs> I had to pinch myself to make sure it wasn't just a, a wiener-related dream. I remember <laughs> seeing it. I was really young because I know we got went in there. We and I, I think it was just maybe it's me, Megan, and Chris. Oh, that might be stretching. I, I'm pretty sure it was at least me and Megan. <laughs> I know it was my mom. It was in front of Jewel. Oh, that would make sense. And I think I mean I think we got to walk in there to take a look because it was just parked up there and a bunch of kids were really? doing it. But I honestly, man, it, it was so vague. I just remember definitely staring at it because it was the first time I ever seen anything like that. And I didn't understand it, but I was told. <laughs> how that do they drive a hot dog? <laughs> I don't understand, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how they get the wiener to go. <laughs> Why doesn't my wiener go? <laughs> <laughs> so many questions, mommy. <laughs> First, you got to lose that accent. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was very excited about that. That's so I just wanted awesome. to tell everyone. Yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> it's a lifelong dream come true. <laughs> Jesus. Life is just too damn short. <laughs> Set the bar low. Oh, well, uh, that's good then. Uh, so this week we are talking about the movie The Sting. I do also want yeah. to apologize for this late episode. I'm doing my best, okay, everybody? I'm still living large. <laughs> um, living yeah. like large Marge. Uh, so, this week is about the movie The Sting. It's a uh, mm -hmm. movie that came out in the late 70s starring Robert Redford, Paul Newman, and Robert Shaw, which I completely forgot was even in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Robert Shaw. What will we do without you? <laughs> oh, and thought... that old man. I like that old man. Oh, I know. I love that old man. 
Yeah, he's like one of those guys you see in everything. He reminds me of Mickey, but a nicer version. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's not always cursing and yelling at people, telling him to eat lightning and crap thunder. <laughs> it doesn't make <laughs> sense. <laughs> You'll do it. You go to Tijuana and see what happens. No. Oh. <laughs> then it will truly sting. Yeah, so what What were your initial uh, thoughts? I know you said you watched this when you were a younger boy child, and uh, you yeah. said you couldn't really remember a whole lot. Uh, so after watching it now as a, a man-child, what do you think? <laughs> uh, I, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, it was a very good movie. It's got it's very charming and just kind of classical. Um, it's it's they filmed it in like the late seventies, like you said, but it's very much a throwback to movies much much older than that. Um, and I I like that. It, I like the uh, the title cards in between the scenes and stuff like that. Uh, I like that a lot. That was pretty cool. Um, and overall, I just I I would say it's a good movie. It slowed down a little bit in the middle for me, a, a little bit, but overall, a damn fine movie. Yeah, I think that was to basically set up the twist at the end. Um, because obviously in the middle, we've got the whole, all right, well, Snyder finds... Well, I guess let's let's talk about the movie really quick. I'm not going to get completely yeah, into crazy pilot, detail. Right? But what this movie is, is a couple guys who are trying to do some, uh, some cons. Uh, it's a small town where a little street work. Um, but unfortunately, what they do is they con basically the wrong guy. That leads all the way up to this one dude named Lonigan, uh, who's this big head honcho banker from New York. Well, these con guys... That whole beginning part I loved. Like, that con was great. I loved that con. <laughs> I really liked that part. Carol and I were watching it, and she's like, uh, when the guy with the envelope with the, all the money comes out, and uh, when the Luther basically is stabbed, and uh, that whole thing was taking place, um, Carol's like, oh, that guy's going to take that black dude's money. And I was like, yeah, probably... So she, or we keep watching. <laughs> they get to the, uh, they get to the cab, and the, the whole con is basically this black guy starts running out saying, "Hey, this one dude took my money." Blah blah blah. They end up getting the money back, and what ends up happening is, is there's like a switcheroo kind of thing because this one dude with this huge envelope with eleven thousand dollars, you know, shows up to help. He's kind of a slime. Yeah, he's, as he's well. he pretended that the black guy pretended that the guy who mugged him like stabbed him in the leg. Uh, and he was supposed to be delivering this money to, you know, some bookies or whatever who he owes money to. And if he doesn't get it there, he's going to be in big trouble. So they need somebody to deliver the money since this guy supposedly has been stabbed in the leg. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so Robert Redford's also there playing a guy named Hooker. And basically Hooker says, no, I'm not going to do it. I just kicked that guy away. I don't, I don't know if he's going to be sitting there around the corner. So they have the guy with the giant envelope of money, the slime ball, say, hey, can you deliver this money? And they're like, all right. Give me all your money. That way it's all in one protective spot. They put it in a handkerchief. Hooker puts it in his pants. He's like, hide it here. Not, no man will ever check there. And then pulls the envelope back out of his pants. And then, I love that line. I know. So true. It, it is so true. <laughs> Hands the handkerchief with all the money back to the, uh, the slime ball. The slime ball gets in the cab and basically thinks that he just made himself the easiest 5000 When all that actually happened was this Hooker did a switcheroo in his pants and took his money not knowing that he was packing that much and then uh took off well like i said this guy lonigan that's actually his money that was supposed to be transferred over to uh, i believe chicago and then up through new york um so uh that's where this movie's plot begins and i love how everything builds up so nicely i mean even the guys in those small con on that street is what triggers this huge thing for lonigan to come back down 
And then Hooker says, well, I want to con him because what ends, what ends up happening is Lonigan uh, is like, well, you know what? These two street rats are going to, you know, take my money. Well, that's fine. Uh, I want them dead. So throughout yeah. the movie, he's sending out these hit guys. Like, everything's just so good, and everything keeps wrapping up so nicely. Oh, man, I like this movie a lot. Um, I'm not going to get through everything, uh, but just know that uh, Hooker eventually wants to con Lonigan because the black guy ends up getting killed by Lonigan. Uh, so this is Kill Paul- Chubbs, so he's got to do it for Chubbs. Yeah. And that guy looked just like Chubbs. He reminded me of him, I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah, like if yeah, Chubbs, Chubbs sure. had uh, sexual intercourse with James Earl Jones. <laughs> he might have. We don't know. Yep, we don't know. <laughs> uh, so this uh, this leads into meeting up with Paul Newman, uh, who's played by, oh God, Gondor. Or uh, he's not played by Gondor. Oh, Henry, not. yeah, Henry Gondor is his character, I think, right? Yeah, Henry Gondor is his character, and... Uh, Paul Newman steals the show in this movie. Oh, my God. He's really? Amazing. I love Paul Newman in this movie. He's so great. At least the poker scene is one of my favorite <laughs> scenes in probably most most movie cinema. I love everything about that scene. Uh, See, I, I thought he was good, but I'm, I was going to say, like, I think Robert Redford is way better than than paul newman oh he's definitely more prevalent and he's more present actually as well because i mean the the story revolves around him most of the time and paul newman's not in it as much because most of the stuff that you do see of paul newman is is a lot of the planning and whatnot but when you actually like when you first meet paul newman in the movie he's like basically completely wasted (laughs) and he's falling off the bed and he's like face is smashed up against the wall and they're like oh he's like well i thought you're going to show me some stuff but i already know how to drink (laughs) And I was like, oh, this is so good. And, and uh, like, even later on in that scene, he's like, I'm kind of hungry, but I'm sure you already know how to eat. And it was like small little lines like that were just like, this is pretty great. I love this stuff. Um, but Paul Newman was pretty, he's just so goddamn good. It's mostly the poker scene that does it for me. Um, yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, God, that poker scene's so good. When he walks in, so basically they meet up with Lon again and they're, they're, trying to do this huge sting operation where I'm not going to explain everything because really everybody should go watch this movie, but um, they have to do this poker scene or this poker game with Lonigan uh, in order to begin the sting, the operation. And uh, this is my all time favorite part of the movie. When Paul Newman walks in, when uh, Henry Gondor walks in, he's like, sorry, I'm late. I had to take a crap. (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great he's kind of just playing it like he's some uncultured you know rube so they think he'll be easy pickings oh, god <laughs> i kind of want to enter every room like that i sorry. know sorry i'm like i had to take a crap <laughs> it's what gets me is i haven't heard the word i mean i haven't heard the cra- word crap in a long time and when i saw that yesterday it, i almost died laughing because i forgot that line was even in there but yeah <laughs> Henry Gondor basically is playing this rich guy who's, you know, walking in basically drunk to this poker game. And he knows that Lonigan cheats uh, with threes and nines, you know, being four four threes and four nines. And he knows that that hand's probably going to be coming up at some point. So Paul Newman's character is basically in there to try to win as much money as he possibly can, which is also amazing because he's not even betting with his money. He's betting with Lonigan's money in which he pickpocketed before he started the game. Oh, <laughs> it's so fucking great. Um, so anyways, uh, he ends up 
finally get into the uh, hand with the threes and nines, and uh, uh, Henry Gondor is given uh, four threes, and then uh, Lonigan's given those four nines, and at the end of the game, they basically bet all in, and Lonigan reveals that he's got four nines, and then Henry Gondor shows that he's got four jacks. Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> I like that, like, they even bring up the guys as, like, what am I supposed to do? Accuse him of cheating better than me? Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I had you watching him, so it's like you can't accuse him of cheating because he was cheating just as much. I know. It's so good. Oh, it's really, really good. <laughs> kind of stuck. <laughs> um, so that's the beginning of the sting in which, uh, you know, this is when Hooker comes in and says, hey, you know, he, he played you like a fool. He also took your money. And uh, it becomes this huge thing to where we find out more about what uh gondor's character uh is doing he's apparently this big time like booker kind of thing where he's running these races this uh betting house basically this gambling house but yeah that's basically how he makes his money so uh lonigan's like all right you know what i'm in then then basically the sting begins there's a lot of little things in between where the fbi the fbi gets involved with the local police and then there's mm-hmm. also the hitmen that Lonigan's like, oh, these guys aren't even doing anything for me, so you know, just put a hit on them. Well, uh, we'll get my my big time hit hit person to go kill them and do the job right. So it becomes this a lot of little minor stuff that happened in the middle, which I kind of agree. It, I, to me, I feel like it might slow down a little bit, but it's all it all pays off really well with all the twists and the turns in the end where the sting happens, mm-hmm. and oh, it's so good. And yeah, those title cards that happen throughout the movie that basically split everything up into these really cool like chapters, oh man, I love it. I love the Yeah, it kind of breaks music. it down, I guess, by what the, the terms are for the different parts of the con, which is cool. Yeah. I always like all that weird ling- like, like ling- uh, lingo, lingo that they have to that kind of a thing. Right. <laughs> I kind of just like con man movies. They're always it, kind of interesting. Indeed, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, this one's uh, I've I've always absolutely loved this movie. This movie's just great from front to back. Um, yeah, but what, you got you got anything else? Um, I mean, we didn't talk about the greatest song ever in the universe. I was in this movie multiple times. It is the greatest song <laughs> in the universe. Yeah, so it sounds yeah. like this whole you really can't go wrong with putting the entertainer in your movie several times. Yeah, it's only going to make it better. It's so good. Um, it is my favorite song in the world. Uh, of course, a lot. I want to say almost all the music in this movie was done by Scott Joplin, which is fantastic. So it's a lot of that ragtime okay. music, which is just fantastic for the time period and. Every mm-hmm. time I hear that song or even see that like that aesthetic or that time period represented somewhere, that music always comes to mind. So even like when I watch like the movie like the Newsies, that aesthetic is just like, oh yeah, mm. this is gonna be fun time ragtime stuff. I love it. <laughs> I get like a ragtime greatest hit C D. Oh just go to town. Got, I already got the ragtime uh, playlist on Spotify. I love listening to it. Nice. It's just amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I really did like how they shot this to seem like an old movie. Like it would, I'm sure if they did it today, even if it was set back in like the 20s, they would shoot it with like a blue filter and it would just look all fancy and shit. But yeah. like, <laughs> this was classic looking. It was. It definitely. I mean, even. I mean, being older now, it's like okay, you know. Obviously, I know it wasn't actually done in like the late eight, uh, 1918 or nine, uh, 19 <laughs> teens. Whatever they call it, early twenties. 
Um, but like when I was younger, I mean, I could have sworn that this movie was from that period. I mean, it just has oh, that yeah. amazing aesthetic. All the cars, the furniture, the items, the just the environment in general. It's just so damn good. Yeah, it doesn't look like Taxi Driver or Rocky, you know, movies from the late 70s. It looks like an old movie. Yeah, it, it's super good. But yeah, that's The Sting. That is The Sting. They even got the actress who was uh, in Clue in there. Uh, she was Mrs. Peacock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so in case you're like, ah, oh, that lady looks familiar, it was Mrs. Peacock. <laughs> there was a lot of that in this movie where I was like, oh, this person looks familiar. I couldn't name what they were like that old man. I'm like... I know I know that old man, but what is he in? Yep, same here. Oh. I honestly, I'd pro- if I think long <laughs> enough, I'm sure I'd think of it. But yeah, I love that old guy. That guy's great. Yeah, he's great. He's one of those solid glue guys who just, whatever he's in, he makes it better. Yeah. I love guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, next week I'll be talking about a movie I bought for you because I'm sure you'll actually like this one. <laughs> if I'm wrong, I'll eat my hat. Well, not really, but <laughs> I'll be very surprised. Oh, what is um, it? A little movie called Better Watch Out. Uh, it's the perfect time of year to watch it. It's a Christmas horror movie. Uh, so we'll be talking about that. It came out a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah. I had to put it in with the rest of the DVDs for now. I don't, have, oh, shit. I don't have all my DVD racks. <laughs> well, hopefully you'll have time to find it. <laughs> hope. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I will. If not, 120 days of Sodom it is. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Let's watch them eat poop. <laughs> that's the gift that keeps on giving <laughs> look it comes out and goes back in <laughs> it's called recycling <laughs> it's good for the planet <laughs> I don't know how I got here <laughs> well um, I was thinking for next week we'll also probably we should do another one of our playlists uh, so do you have any bands that you would like to do i've got some in mind that we could probably do does anything jump to your mind that you want to do for making one of our you know 20 song playlist things hmm i don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> you know the thing where like you send me your 15 and the next five and i send oh. you my 15 <laughs> make a hmm. playlist <laughs> Yeah, um, Blink-182. <laughs> I knew it before you even said it. <laughs> yeah, it was either Blink-182 or Weird Al. Oh. But we just done that good. whole Weird Al thing, so <laughs> enough Yeah, you got to give that some time to breathe. A long time. <laughs> Carol got me a Weird Al oh. pop, and it's fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I got my first pop yesterday. Damn it! Uh, surprising. Ah, <laughs> uh, what Larry is it? Larry from uh, the LCS Hockey Show. He sent me a Laura Palmer from Twin Peaks Funko. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's not. Which is uh, it's it's strange because I only have one Funko now, and it's of a dead woman wrapped in plastic. <laughs> oh, that is weird. <laughs> yeah, that's that's strange. Well, Merry but Christmas. Whenever I got you. 
I thought was going to be your first one, and that really pisses me off. I'm going to find Larry. I'm going to kick him right in the dick. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. God I damn it. What it is. God fucking damn it. <laughs> oh, man. I knew you didn't have any, and I was like, God damn it. This, out of anybody who should have probably a couple of them is Kevin. Yeah, there's a bunch I should have probably, but <laughs> I've been slacking. I avoided this thing for so long. It's all right. The one that I got you is, well, you'll see. It's great. Huh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Can't you, wait. Do you keep it in the package, or are you going to uh, take it out for some air? <laughs> um, I did take it out. I do kind of still have it in the, the plastic that comes inside of the box, because she's, like I said, she's wrapped in plastic, so she's got very tiny <laughs> legs <laughs> and can't really support herself. So uh, huh. the plastic's kind of the only thing keeping her up. <laughs> wow, that's good job, Larry. You didn't even give him a goddamn thing that stands up on its own. <laughs> Way to go, Larry. Pretty cool, though. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool, Larry. Not a... <laughs> uh, so, okay, so we'll do uh, some Blink-182 next week. Uh, send me your list, and I'll put together mine and send you that. Okay. That sounds good. Um Next I'm going to go off the wall business. with mine, though. That way we can fight a little bit more. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm going to try to not do as many of the the hits on that one, but, but I'm sure there will be some. Yeah, I'm sure there will be some as well, but I'm, I'm going to try to pick ones that I like, not the ones that oh. the world likes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm cool with that, especially on stuff like Offspring and Blink. That makes sense. Like some 41, though, it didn't make sense. We're still waiting to not be in there. It makes <laughs> perfect sense. That, that, that song is duty better. better. That song is great. <laughs> the song is overdone, and I'm sick of it now. <laughs> yeah, but if you liked it to begin with, it should still be on. <laughs> That's like, who because mistakes the reason? Times. The reason was a good that song. Was never a good and song. then I wanted to slip my wrist after her, hearing it for the, like the 1200th time. <coughs> as soon as the piano started, like I wrist. wanted to kill myself. And the reason is this song. Ding, 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 ding. How the fucking song goes. <laughs> and the reason is you. Except for the Magic Tavern <laughs> version, that one is pretty great. <laughs> I like when I would see uh, Steel Panther live. They would always bring up Hoobastank and start like playing. That's <laughs> just a weird band to cover. I think. A good laugh. Literally, only do it for like ten seconds and then be like, "Nope." <laughs> good right. times. Well, next up, um, I wanted to mention something we used to do on this show, and I had an idea, so I'm going to run this by you. This is the perfect place for it. It is. <laughs> so we can get your real raw reactions. <laughs> uh, so we used to take a look at album artwork. Ah! And <laughs> we stopped doing it because it doesn't really work so much on an audio podcast, which I do agree, and that makes sense. Uh, so I was thinking, in order to do that going forward, maybe we start an original Jankster's YouTube channel and just put together like pictures slideshow videos huh. and put the audio on top of it. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> it does, but I think I could do it. I've, I've been looking into how to do it. It seems pretty easy for the most part. It is easy. 
but it's time consuming. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yep, it would be. I used to do it for the army. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, yeah, I remember some of those. Yeah, they were great. I loved them. It took yeah. time. Which is what I really <laughs> didn't have. And I still don't really have. How am I supposed to make my games? Um, <laughs> I'll yeah. make the videos. Yeah. All you got to do is record. <clears throat> yeah, I think that... Maybe that... I'll try it out with some of the other ones and uh, kind of edit them down and take out some of the the looking for the next artwork and that kind of shit. <laughs> Trim it down to just the meat. Yeah, I mean, I'm not against it. I mean, it would have to be its own little thing. Um, but, yeah, that would be fine. Yeah, it wouldn't be part of the show. It would just be its own YouTube video thing. Uh, which also, speaking of um, YouTube, since I was with you know Brian and Ryan that other time and we were listening to some of your songs, oh, no. and Brian was like, like, does he have a whole YouTube channel where like he puts up his songs? And I was like, no, but he really should. <laughs> so you should really do that. Huh. You could put that on the channel, too. Why can't I just put it in, like, why YouTube? That just sounds weird. I got one <laughs> song on YouTube. That one's pretty good. It's yeah. a serial cutler song. I made a whole music video. <laughs> I need to watch that. It's not that great. I, I saw it many, many, many years ago. Yeah, as of probably to, to well, man, probably next year, about six months from now, it would be ten years ago is when I put that video up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, speaking of, that was the uh, the next thing I wanted to get into here. <laughs> um, as we're coming, we're winding down the, uh, the, uh, the 2010s here, getting to the end of the decade. So I figured we would take a little look back 10 years ago to where it all began, 2010. What began then? <laughs> this decade. Oh. <laughs> the decade that's ending. All right. <laughs> so let's take a look let's start with movies of 2010 uh, i've got a list here of the oscar nominated movies and some of the top grossing movies of the year do you have any guesses as to what they were either one um i was in iraq <laughs> almost all of 2010 but the only movie <laughs> that i can think of that came out that year was avatar oh good job actually no i think that's the next year <laughs> or the year before. I think it was 2009. Maybe it was 20, 2009. On, yeah, I think it was 2009. Because I saw it on the... Uh, it was on the 2010 Academy Awards, which meant it was 2009. Oh. <laughs> the way they do that. Okay. Then I have no idea. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll read you some, and we'll see if you've seen any of these. In the years since. <laughs> uh, 127 hours. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. Oh, I actually have not yet seen that one. Although apparently <laughs> Uncle Bob was talking my dad's ear off about it. He basically told him the entire story when they were working on a house together. There's really not much of a story to tell, so I don't know how anybody yeah. would get sick of it. Or how somebody could talk so much about it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I hear ya. Guy goes on uh, hike. Guy like gets lost. Guy falls into hole. Gets his arm stuck. Guy sits there for 127 hours. Guy cuts his <laughs> arm off. Guy gets free. Guy goes home. <laughs> Guy goes well, you forgot shows. an important part. Apparently a big part of it was that he waved to somebody on his way out. 
Yeah. yeah I was it. like, that's not that cool. Unless he uses the hand that, you know, the, the arm that got lopped off and he was like waving it with his other hand. Then that'd be fun. But otherwise that's not that interesting. <laughs> Guys, James Franco. <laughs> Spoiler alert. He just gave away the ending. <laughs> He was James Franco all along. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, next up we got for Oscar movies, we got True Grit, the remake. No. Um, I saw that somewhat recently. It's it's decent. Uh, Haley Steinfeld, I think it was her first big role. She's always good. Um, Social Network. No. Oh, you still haven't seen The Social Network? We're going to fucking watch that for the show. No, I don't want to watch <laughs> that movie. Please don't make me watch that movie. So good. <laughs> it's really, really good. What's the other movies? It's going to rush past that one. Huh? Uh, the Fighter, Christian Bale, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember hearing about it at some point. <clears throat> Yeah, that's like one of the many movies where Christian Bale did, you know, drastic weight loss for. Right. <laughs> he basically plays the fuck that brother. He's like ridiculously skinny. Uh, Winter's Bone. Were you a big fan of Winter's Bone? <laughs> I've never even heard of that movie, except for this one <laughs> time when I had a very, very long night. Oh. <laughs> you had a Winter's Bone of your own. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. this was uh this is the movie that brought us jennifer lawrence um other than that i don't think it was that memorable <laughs> i think i did see that movie and really don't remember a lot of it it brought uh, us jennifer lawrence was it the first movie yeah i think so at least her first big role for sure i mean she may have done other little things but that was <laughs> the one that made her famous i've never even heard of this movie <laughs> I think the movie got nominated for an Oscar, and I think she might have as well. Huh. It's basically about a girl in, like, uh, I want to say, like, Alaska or somewhere like that, somewhere really cold, and her father goes missing, so she kind of goes looking for him, and he, her father's into some shady shit. <laughs> and, she finds a, and she finds his wintry bones. <laughs> <laughs> It all makes sense now. Of course I've heard of that one. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Go ahead. I watched that one every Christmas. <laughs> every Christmas, Jennifer Lawrence goes out and finds her dad's wintry bones. <laughs> you think she would bury them one of those years, but no. No. Just leaves out there so she can find them again. And a nice wintry bone pile underneath the Christmas tree, the one with the shiny star on top. Oh, Dad, it's nice to see your femur again. <laughs> oh god <laughs> alright well uh, next up we got Inception oh I did see that movie yeah that was I, pretty good yeah apparently I saw that when my dad and Megan came out here oh when shit when I came back yeah nice I liked that one <laughs> Yay, we found one you liked. <laughs> no, we found two. I remember Winter's Bone. Yeah, like this was a pretty good year for Oscar movies. Like they actually nominated things that people have heard of. That's true. <laughs> I mean, a couple of them, which is usually rare. Next one I really love Black Swan. Oh, I haven't seen that one. 
Oh, it's so good. One of Darren Aronofsky's best movies. I mean, Requiem for a Dream is probably still number one, but this is probably number two. Hmm. <coughs> it's got ballet in it. <laughs> yeah, it does. I steered clear away from back. ballet. <laughs> Except for Save the Last Dance. Pretty great. Because I've always remembered the, <laughs> the Save only the one. Last Dance. <laughs> Snow Step Up. Nobody watches that movie. <laughs> Or step down, <laughs> or break the ground, or get at that, or hit that up, or this is the ground. <laughs> oh, God. Here's, this one's not so good. The kids are all right. <laughs> I heard that movie was bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I think people liked it, but it didn't look very good. It was just some one of them touchy-feely, like, family movies. Didn't look that good. Toy Next. Story 3 apparently got nominated for Best Picture, not oh. even Best Animated Picture. Interesting. I did see that one. <clears throat> oh, nice. And last one is The King's Speech, which apparently won, <laughs> which seems like a bad choice. You don't hear a lot of people talking about The King's Speech these days. Yeah, don't you remember The King's Speech? <laughs> I remember when it came out, but like how many times you go down to the arcade and people are like, hey, man, you see the King's Speech lately? It's so good. The real question is how many people go down to the arcade? <laughs> I mean, you do all the time. Don't you don't don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare bring me into this. <laughs> well, uh, top grossing movies for the year. Besides the one, I mean, some of them we already talked about, like Inception was on there and stuff like that, Toy Story 3. Um, Iron Man 2, big old sequel to Iron Man came out. To me, that was a big old steamer. (laughs) Yeah, it's not great. Um, It's definitely better than Thor 2, though, and Captain Marvel. (laughs) Way better than Captain Marvel. Shutter Island, (gasps) uh, that was this year. I love that movie. Yeah, see, I saw that movie back in the day and thought it was pretty good. I tried watching it again, like, in the last eight months or so, and was like, this sucks. <laughs> How dare you? I wouldn't say it sucks, but the problem is, is because the twist is, uh, because now you know the twist, uh, it's, it's very difficult to watch. You kind of pick up on a lot of stuff, though, which is pretty cool. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, this makes more sense now. I was like, oh, this makes more sense now. But, yeah. Um, it's one of those things that's so dependent on the twist. Like it is. even some of M. Night Shyamalan's early movies, like Sixth Sense, like I know the twist, but I still like it because the scenes are interesting. This movie, like none of the scenes are all that interesting. They're all kind of boring and flat and lifeless. How goddamn <laughs> dare the only you? Thing that keeps you going is if there's the mystery. <laughs> if there is no mystery, you're just like, who cares? How <laughs> goddamn dare you? There, this movie, I wouldn't say it's um, the greatest movie of all time, but I think, I think that, like we already said, what it suffers is like we are in the uh, the roles of Leonardo DiCaprio, so it's like we're mm-hmm. learning everything as he's learning because the movie is really, like you said, dependent on that twist. So what it is is we are all in that same position as Leonardo. We're trying to figure out what the hell is going on. None of this makes any sense. And like all these clues are, and like his little flashbacks is like, I don't really know what's happening. And then you start to realize, okay, he's picking up on some clues. So you're really focused on what he's doing. And then the twist happens and you're like, oh, 
Oh, and then when you watch uh-huh. it again, you watch it, and you're like, oh my god, so much of this movie now makes sense. It's so crazy. Yeah. But I wouldn't <laughs> say that this movie rewards a third watch at all. I've tried to watch it a third no. time, and it's just like, ah, I don't need to. Yeah, it's not like any of the characters are that, you know, compelling. Or they're like, oh, I can't wait to see this part. It's just kind of him going to people, asking questions. I'm not really saying much. <laughs> like, all right, I get it. A couple you know, scenes of this, I'm over it. In that same vein, oh, man, I can't remember. These like Stoneheart Asylum or something like that with uh, Jim Sturges and, you know what, I couldn't even tell you. Ben Kingsley might be in it. No, probably not. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I've seen that on Netflix. I want to say that that's like Ben Kingsley. No, I, Ben Kingsley's in Shutter Island. If he's in that one as well, that'd be shocking. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he's got a niche. <laughs> <laughs> he likes Asylum movies, but not like the, the, the producer of Asylum movies. Yeah, the Transmorphers. <laughs> I like some Asylum stuff because it's so bad it's good. Really? <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually watched any. There's a lot... just, they look so bad that I can't do it. <laughs> There's a lot of fantasy movies that are on Amazon that's like, well, this is the only way I can get my fantasy fix, so I guess I'm watching a Dragon's Heart 7. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Classic Dragon. They did make... Did you know that they made four Dragon Heart movies? I didn't know they made one Dragon Heart movie. What? Was Sean Connery? <laughs> and the first one was uh, Sean Connery. Oh. Yeah, man. And uh, what's his name? Okay. Dennis Quaid. Okay. Yeah. I do remember seeing that. How dare you? Story, never renting it. Oh my god, <laughs> that's a classic. I wouldn't watch it now. The CGI is bad now. Um, but back then it was like revolutionary. It was like hmm. some of the top like CGI because it was. I mean, they were trying to represent a real dragon in like the real life. It's not like a cartoon or anything. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's not that great now. This, then they yeah, the sure second one. Like Game of Thrones, it's not as good. Yeah. The second Dragon's one probably is better there. really bad. The dragon in the second one's goddamn awful. The third one's kind of <laughs> cool because, speaking of, Ben Kingsley is in that. <laughs> he voices the dragon. And then the fourth <laughs> one I, might be my favorite, I think. I don't know. How? They but, found their footing after four. Yeah. <laughs> all right anyways uh okay oh. any other movies that were grossing uh, let's see we got alice in wonderland the tim burton one no uh, never saw it don't care <laughs> expendables you. first expendables came out uh, i think me and megan saw that in the theater <laughs> i still haven't seen any of them yet yeah it's pretty good i haven't really seen the other two but i remember liking the first one at the time at least uh, the piece of shit Karate Kid with uh, oh. Will Smith's kid. <laughs> yeah. How that? Made me. I don't know who wanted to see that. I did see it. It's not good. Oh no! What were what was what were you thinking? I don't even remember why I saw that or what <laughs> intentions I had. <laughs> Cruel Maybe, intentions. I may have been at like staff duty or something like that for the army. And when you're doing that, it's like a 24-hour shift. So everybody just brings a ton of movies, and I think the guy that I was with may have been watching it. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> You're forced. We watched yeah, the entire season two with. of Heroes at staff duty once. It was incredible. Nice. <laughs> that would be much more fun <laughs> than even a two-hour movie with Jaden Smith. Agreed. <laughs> I think you like this next one, The Book of Eli. Oh, yeah, I love that movie. 
I forgot that came out around that time. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love that. We were just watching that the other night. I like that movie a lot. Nice. This next one, not so much. Twilight Saga, Eclipse. <laughs> that one's as if somebody fed me a gastric bypass. <laughs> Blah. Yeah, that's that's rough. <laughs> Those movies are just terrible. Just terrible. I've seen them all. Oh, I'm glad I missed some of them. <laughs> like, I was forced to see the first couple. And then I think I skipped two of them, luckily. And then Megan made me and LaCroix go in uh, New Hampshire to see the last one. <laughs> the last one at least has that cool action scene that technically never happened. Yeah, <laughs> then they take it back. It's like, oh. That was the only thing that had it going for it, except for also Max yep. from uh, Across the Universe was in that one more. And I was like, ooh, I like Max. <laughs> <laughs> they're weird like x-men vampires yeah i forgot <laughs> the they had fuck? like certain powers that's right i forgot about yeah that. <laughs> i was like if that's what they need to do to make this movie tolerable i'll accept it <laughs> yeah at least it's something <laughs> unlike the other movies that had nothing we're just gonna <laughs> i'm gonna put my wiener my vampiric wiener in you no i'm a wolf <laughs> and i've got a furry wiener for her <laughs> <laughs> if they talked like that, those movies would have been much more tolerable. <laughs> it's true. I would have had a much better time. All right, what's next? <laughs> uh, we got Tron Legacy. Oh uh, God, the I Robin Hood with some Russell Crowe. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I think the last one is uh, Shrek Forever After. Oh God, that movie's so <laughs> fucking good. Still making fucking Shrek. Uh, that one's probably my favorite of all the Shrek movies, easily, hands down. Really? Yeah, I think what it is is I like this the one, late sequels. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The first two are good. Uh, they have some funny moments. The third one's God, God, oh God, it's so awful. But the fourth one, <laughs> I, I was gonna completely just not watch at all. And then, um, I think what it was is I was watching a commercial or some kind of news. Rumpelstiltskin's in this movie, and they had somebody just doing random voice acting for as a filler for now until they could find a perfect cast for Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> and then everybody just could not stop laughing after hearing this guy just basically just doing a practice run of this Rumpelstiltskin guy. So they just kept him in. And I'm not going to lie, Rumpelstiltskin's probably the greatest character in that entire series. It is fucking <laughs> hysterical. He is so fucking funny. Wow. And it, like I will laugh, and then there's also this weird kid who reminded me of this, like my old roommate Tot. Uh, it's just like this fat child who really likes Shrek, and he's like a human child. He's like, do the roar, and then Shrek's like, I don't want to do the roar. Like, do the roar, Daddy told me you would do the roar. Do the roar. And it's like it's just so funny. I don't know. It doesn't sound funny right now, but you'd have to watch it to understand. Yeah. Only then will you know the true power. <laughs> he eventually, you know, kid. He eventually does the roar, and then he looks to his daddy. <laughs> it's like, "Daddy, I love you." <laughs> it's so funny, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, it's so funny. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. <laughs> All right. Anything else about movies? All right. Well, that's that's it for the movies. Uh, let's do a quick one here. What about? Do you have any guesses as to what was the number one YouTube video? Back in 2010. Well, it obviously had to Somewhat be. Somewhat earlier Jet days TV. of YouTube. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Set the world on fire. I know. 
Uh, I have no idea. Again, uh, well, I guess I wasn't away from YouTube. Ah, fuck, I don't know, dude. What was it? <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It's It involved a guy who, much like Santa Claus, would come into your house uninvited, but instead of coming through the chimney, he would go through the windows. And instead of being there to give you things, he was there to take. Burglars? <laughs> You're on the right track. I don't know. <laughs> the Bed Intruder song. Oh, yeah. Oh, guys, and Antoine Dotson. Oh, my God. That was then? Yeah, 2010. <laughs> that was what first introduced me to those Actually, Mo Yoho yeah. guys and all. Auto tuning thing in general, I would say. Yeah, that that was then. I remember going yeah. to the <laughs> Illinois Col or Northwestern for October, and they would play that song, like a dance version of that song. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> I would play that song every night. <laughs> that song still holds up. It does. <laughs> They had it in uh, one of the rock bands. I think I might still have it in the new rock band. If not, I need to get it because <laughs> it's so good. Jesus. <laughs> well, uh, here's one for you. Do you have any idea what were some of the nominees by the Dice Tower for top board games of 2010? Hmm. 2010, uh, let me think, 2010, 2010, 2010, I'm trying to remember what came out, um, Monopoly, was no. one through oh four, my God. <laughs> I mean, I don't think people can blame me for not knowing, <laughs> uh, I think, I know, uh, Hanabi came out that year, I don't know if it got nominated by the Dice Tower, um, I'm trying to remember the other stuff because I know Dominion may have came out that year, or maybe that was fuck. Um, I can't remember if Dominion came out that year or the year before. Um, um but I don't know. <laughs> um, well, what do we got? I'm just gonna be so angry when I hear these because I know I'm gonna beat myself up. Because I know 2011 was the year of Rosenberg and Vlada Kvadl. That's the coolest name I've ever heard. It's the guy who made Mage Knight. <laughs> he did Mage Knight and Dungeon Pets that year. And then Uwe did, uh, I believe, Agricola and another big game. But there was yeah. this one guy who made Hanabi. Who, he came out with Hanabi. And another game in 2010, but Hanabi made the Spiel des Jahres in 2011, or the other game that he did was in 2010. I don't know if it would have gotten nominated, though, for the Dice Tower Awards, though. Well, what do you got? It's going to drive me nuts. <laughs> well, we've got... I'll read the others, and I'll get to the winner. We've got Fresco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Merchants and Marauders. Okay. Dominant Species. Yeah, that's because it's hot on the heels of uh, deck building. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Alien Frontiers. Yep. It was the first uh, first big successful Kickstarter for board gaming. Oh. 
And then the big winner of that year was a game called Seven Wonders. Seven Wonders. Fuck it. Wow. Oh, God, son <laughs> of a bitch. Yeah, so he, that guy who made... that se- game? So that guy made uh, Seven Wonders, and then later on that year, just in, uh, in Europe... Uh, made uh, Hanabi, which is like a firework card card board game, um, and that one was so good as well that they they had it for the next year to win the big like Oscar award for board gaming. Seven Wonders is a fun drafting game. Fuck man, I fucking knew it. <laughs> I know I have heard that name, so I guess that makes sense that that's a big game. I'm sure I've seen that one around. Yeah, there's like I think four big expansions for it. Holy shit. It should be seven. Yeah. <laughs> That's what a lot of people are joking because they just came out with the fourth big, big expansion this last year. And they're like, well, they got to keep going until we get to seven. <laughs> <laughs> 25 times more wonders. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Seven wonders. That's right. Indeed. All right. Well, I got some some music here and then some TV, but we'll we'll wait till another day for those. All right. <laughs> we're gonna just go on all day. Um, do you have any board games you'd like to review? I got some winners and losers we can do at some point. Huh? Board games that I would like to review. Hmm. Um. <laughs> a game called Starfall. <laughs> hmm. I could talk about Starfall. I mean, I'll just talk briefly about Starfall because it's not going to be available to anybody. But speaking of things that will be available, um, I will be putting Amethyst back onto the Game Crafter. I will also send it to a couple of publishers as well. But at least I can get the name out there so people can at least get, I don't know, what I guess some, some would call prototype versions, even though I put my goddamn heart and soul into it. Um <laughs> But yeah, so uh, January 1st, that'll be available for everybody to uh, diddle around with. Uh, but Starfall is this new uh, sci-fi game that I had yeah, kind of came up with. It was mostly because I found these really cool planets for sale on uh, the game market, whatever the hell it's called. And I was like, I, I'm going to get these planets. And then uh, I was telling Kevin about it, and then him and I were kind of like working things through and I was just kind of spitballing a bunch of stuff and he's like yeah this stuff makes sense blah 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 and uh, I was like well alright well basically all I need to do is just add these buildings well I found out that these buildings at GameCrafter are going out of stock it's basically they're, it's like a, they're liquidating these specific pieces I guess not enough people were ever ordering them so they're just gonna you know sell what they got and then uh, replace them with new stuff uh, so Unfortunately, I can't sell Starfall to anybody. It'll just be a game for me. But if you ever see me, which you never will, uh, just just <laughs> let me know, and I will say, okay, well, I guess if I have it, let's play it. Uh, but basically, Starfall <laughs> is what is known. Good as... Good thing I carry all my games with me at all times. I know I'm about to have to start to. Wow, that was the dumbest <laughs> way of saying that sentence. Um, but uh, Star... I got a crap. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm late. I had a crap. Um, but yeah, basically what Starfall is, is a 4X style game, which 4X stands for explore, exploit, expand, and exterminate. It's basically the, like, civilization kind of style games where you start off small and you slowly expand your, your sieve, and then you're also, you know, exploring the different areas around while also trying to exploit the land and maybe even some of your, uh, your, your competitors, I suppose. And then also... You know, maybe uh, try to do a little bit of killing of them. 
exterminating, <laughs> if you will. Um, but yeah, Maybe so slight diddling. Uh, yeah, slight diddling, a little <laughs> over the pants diddling. Um, so basically, what this game is is I was thinking about how to try to explain this all day today, or at least all morning. So after you set up the game, you'll have a game board in which you'll have multiple different areas of different things that you'll be looking at. Mainly, you'll be staring at these five actions. These five actions represent the things that you can do, and you can always choose two different actions or even choose two of the same action. But at the beginning of the game, because all of your actions are level one, you'll only be able to do one of those uh, specific actions. But like I said, you can do up to two actions every single turn. Those two actions will possibly let you explore the different uh, planets. So you'll reach into a bag, pull out some planets, look at those cool planets, and place it anywhere on the board. You can place it next to your people or somebody else's people, however you want to put them. Um, yeah, the other thing, you got exactly. <laughs> I will put these planets where I feel like it. I can do this because <laughs> they call me Mohammed. I'm putting this one in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing you can do is just straight up colonize on the planet. So you can just put some of these cool, really, these really cool buildings that <laughs> the Cape Crafter is getting rid of um, uh, onto the planets. Um, that'll open up some new opportunities and some like new upgrades for the game. Uh, another thing you can do is harvest. So wherever you got buildings, you can just harvest off uh, planets and gain the resources. You can research. There's different technologies in the game. Uh, five main colors in which you're trying to go up these tech tracks because uh, that will trigger the end game basically once you uh, you know once you get enough of these uh, cubes up to the top uh, tier five of these tracks I'm trying not to uh, I'm just rambling and then the, uh, the last one is combat combat you can just straight up uh, attack somebody and this is kind of like the uh, what is called the Amera trash style of game where you just roll some die and then add up maybe a couple modifiers and then if your number is bigger than the other guy's number then you beat them and then vice versa um, but yeah basically this is a fun game the idea that I wanted to come into this game with is making it a fast 4x game traditionally 4x games Ooh. last from 2 to Oh man, like Twilight Imperium is one of the more famous uh, Forex games, and that's a 10 hour game. Holy shit. Nobody's got time for that. <laughs> um, so, my yeah, idea. Yeah, that's of excessive. A, a quicker Forex game with flavor and that feeling of progression and that feeling of exploration is truly, uh, you know, I'm hoping to bring that into this and hopefully within an hour to an hour and a half. Um, games might go faster just depending there's two ways that the game can end like i said once there's enough of these cubes that have hit the tier five in the tracks or if you completely like if you completely exterminate one player and surround their observatory which is the only piece that can't be completely killed off of the game or else that person will have absolutely no chance if you could surround their player piece you have then conquered their land and then the game will immediately end from there so those are the only two ways that the game can end um i don't know how viable those options are but we'll see as <laughs> i hopefully will get it sometime in january but yeah starfall sounds are you gonna do it on an urgent no urgent. <laughs> no 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 god no oh um, no. i almost decided to but this game with all the components oh was a little expensive because no. the idea that i wanted to go into this with was uh really just go balls to the wall with like the commo uh, the component quality like i've got like these really nice like purple ore instead of cardboard tokens or i've got these glass beads that represent water instead of 
cardboard tokens. I've got metal, actual metal, metal, <laughs> metal ingots. I guess you can call them. What's that word for metal? <laughs> metal? I got, I've got metal, metal um, resources. Um, so there, I mean, those look really amazing. And then I've also got these little wooden energy bolts. So every single component is going to be hopefully really nice. Uh, all the space credits are represented by these cubes, these like actual gold shiny cubes. So instead of just having, again, cardboard tokens, it's all just like physical stuff that you can, you know, see without having to try to imagine what these things would actually look like. Um, I wanted the game to look really cool. And unfortunately, because of that, it got a little expensive. But even the uh, <laughs> those uh, missiles that I was telling you about yesterday have those AP missiles, the armor uh, mm -hmm. piercing missile. Those are plastic uh, missiles. Um, they're plastic uh, little, uh, I guess, tokens, if you will, um, of missiles. So it's not like you're getting this little cardboard missile. No, you know, you're getting an actual little missile. Oh, you know, it'd be cool as if it came with one of those, like, you know, like toys have where you can, like, launch missiles out of them. Oh. <laughs> like, you press the little button and shoots missiles. Yeah. Like, if it came with something like that, that'd be amazing. Like, the original Batmobile, you opened up the yeah. little bricks and it shot darts out. <laughs> yep. That would be, that'd be cool. so good. Um, but, yeah, I'm really excited for this game. It should be, I'm hoping, early January to mid-January. I would imagine it finally getting here. So, we'll see what happens. I know it's the holidays, so I'm in no complete rush. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> They're probably um, on Hanukkah break. I'm bored now. So now <laughs> I have to think of the next thing. <laughs> you have to start making a game every week. <laughs> the way you fly through these things. <laughs> well, I mean, the sci-fi thing took a while. Because I haven't worked on Amethyst for a hot minute. So, because I feel like that game's finally complete. It's done. It's ready. It's it's good to go. Um so then that's when I started like going on and thinking more and more about the sci-fi game because I have never made a sci-fi game before. So I was like, well, how can I incorporate these different aspects and whatnot? Um, I mean, I feel like I did a good job, but we'll see what happens when I actually play test it. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, I know that I, I was thinking about it earlier. I kind of, because I showed uh, Carol Drunk Driver. Oh, and yeah. I want to possibly dive back into that and kind of go into nice. some of those aspects that you and I originally talked about from, uh, oh, boy, like a year or so ago. Yeah. And I know I want to draw the artwork for the backs and the box and stuff like that. Do just crazy artwork. But. Ooh. I like it. I like it. We'll see. I'm always excited for more Drunk Driver. Yeah, I'm That's never against it. I, I, love, I love me some Drunk Driver. <laughs> me four all right what do you got oh let's see we've got some winners and uh, losers it's that time of the week again um I've oh got... can i tell a loser yeah go for it all right so <laughs> there's always plenty of losers but we could use more so i'm very excited about this loser which you might talk about who knows i would imagine that it might be on your list but we'll see so there's this new movie coming out this weekend. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it's called <laughs> Star Wars. What's that? It's this movie where it's like a 4X game. Here, let me explain 4X. Oh, okay. Um, but <laughs> They're yeah, little built. It's the conclusion to this millennium's shitty saga. Ooh, saga. Ooh, um, so I've been kind of keeping my eye on a lot of the different, like, pre-screenings and... Yeah, the reactions. Yeah. And the... 
Rotten Tomato score came out today. Oh, yeah. Very excited about that. <laughs> um, yep. So now originally I think Monday is when some of the people were coming back and the reviews were really kind of like all up in the air. You had some people who hated it and some people said it's the best film in the franchise. I don't know who those people were. They must have been goddamn yeah, morons. Yeah, those people are high. They're also the same people who probably like The Last Jedi, which was like somebody, if they were like really, really obese, like maybe five, six hundred pounds, and then they lost all their weight, and then they all had flappy skin, and then they basically just shoved <laughs> my face into the flappy skin and then told me to sniff. <laughs> That's what The Last Jedi is to me. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> Can't so, argue with that. Right. So, anywho, um, yeah, so the, the Rotten Tomato score came out. I think it was either 56 or 57 when I l- last saw it. Um, yeah, this is the uh, apparently the second worst in uh, ratings-wise in the uh, the franchise, which I still... Yeah. I, I'm still not going to see this movie in theaters. Again, I might watch it when it comes out to Disney Plus, but I'm sure Kevin will describe to me all the uh, the bits. I've already watched so many spoilers. Sadly, I'm I'm seeing it tomorrow as we record this. I'll be seeing it opening night Thursday. That's disgusting. So, You're not disgusting. too long at all. Be, I know. I'm not looking forward to this at all, to be honest. Like I'm honestly just dreading it because there's going to be so many people there, and I hate that. Like I like going to the movies when there's no one there. Yeah, um, Jeremy. <laughs> it's Johns. not even like I'm gonna get a good movie at the, as as I get there. You have to suffer through these people. It's like no, I'm going there for something that's probably gonna be shit. That's the worst. It's like you already yeah. know. You 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 know you spent your money on uh, literally just you know obese flaps. That's what you did. And even even next week, like I'm gonna go see Uncut Gems finally, and like there's gonna be tons of people in the fucking theater because of it. They're all there to see Star Wars. It's like ah. Uh. <laughs> You're ruining my enjoyment of actual movies. Yeah, that's... Uh, I feel horrible <laughs> for you. Um, yeah, so, I mean, this is obviously a loser. So one of my favorite reviewers is Jeremy Johns. Jeremy Johns has deemed this the worst movie in the entire franchise. Uh, he is a huge <laughs> Star... I mean, this guy is a huge Star Wars fan. I remember watching him when Force Awakens first aired its first trailer... The dude is goo-goo-goo-gagas over Star Wars. And uh, he says Force Awakens was fine. He even went back. He's like, you know, I, I know a lot of people said it's just a, basically a rehashing. It was different enough to where he wasn't disappointed. And then he got disappointed with The Last Jedi. And he says this one's yeah, an absolute, uh, absolute just, tr- you know, trash heap. Um, <laughs> it, it's, I noticed that the, uh, the other... Two in this trilogy so far have all gotten into like the '90s with the critics somehow. Like yeah. people are afraid to say anything bad about it. But then this one, even the critics are like, "Yeah, 58 <laughs> percent." Yeah, it, that's that, that's not a good score. It's just not. yeah. Uh, I don't even know how Last Jedi even got that high. It really pisses me off. That movie was. I awful. don't know. Critics. I don't know if they're just kissing ass or what the fuck is going on, but. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. I won't go into any spoilers. Again, I haven't actually seen the movie, but I have watched a probably obscene amount of uh, videos that talked about the spoilers of this movie. Um, (laughs) I'm not... Nothing about the movie sounds good. Uh, The ending sounds terrible. Ray sounds terrible. Um, (laughs) Unfortunately, I'm really pissed off that Rose Tico did not get a lot of screen time this time. That's really upsetting. Um, So it's just a lot of things about this movie that's just just trash to me. So it sounds like without going into any major spoilers from what it seems like is there's 
a lot of different like modular plot elements where they're basically just like, oh, now we're going to go here and do this thing. And then if we don't like that part, you can take it out. So it's not really like a flow, like a story where it goes from this point to this point to this point to this point. It's just like, like a video game where it's like, here we're doing this thing now. Then we do this other thing. And we don't necessarily have to do them in any order or <laughs> anything like that. It's just like, oh, that sounds terrible. So yeah. It's not really a coherent movie. Oh, Which makes sense with all the times they re-edited it and done everything that it, they're just sticking things in and seeing if it works, which really is not what you want. Yeah, I mean, this is—I've heard the movies kind of just all over the place. Um, I also heard that, like, like the original trilogy, you, you got this like sense like of character development where you really kind of grew with these characters, and you knew yeah. that you know sometimes they would mess with each other, and, and then other times just like you know uh, you, you really felt bad for them when things would go bad. Uh, with each other and you know they all had this really great chemistry where in this one I guess it's soulless there is nothing you don't care about them and they don't care about <laughs> each other apparently they, they, these movies don't I mean and it's true because even in the last Jedi movie I did see Bray wasn't with any of them they were with the, he was she was with the guy who yeah. died so I mean how I can't that's the thing is them. they really haven't sp spent much time together like Ray met Finn or uh, no not Finn but Poe at the very end of last Jedi for the first time <laughs> Like, it was literally the first scene they had together. It was, like, when they met up at the end of Last Jedi. It's like, oh, okay, we're supposed to care about this then? Yeah, it's, it's, I, I really don't care about this movie. I have no sense in watching yeah. this at all. Uh, I'm really, I, my favorite thing is literally just watching this thing fucking burn from the inside <laughs> out at this point. Yep. And I'm sure and we'll, really, we'll talk about it next week. Because they, they also haven't done anything with character development, even on their own, like, they started out with Ray just being fucking perfect at everything, and everyone likes her. And now she's just still perfect at, at everything, and everyone likes her for no reason. And, and spoiler <laughs> alert. There, I mean, it's not really a spoiler, because I think a lot of people are know, knowing that this will happen, but apparently she's the most powerful being in all of the universe. I also know a lot of other stuff that's kind of in the background of that, but there's no training, no nothing. She just she just knows it. She just she, is. She just is. She's a, she's a woman. <laughs> woman, obviously. Um, all right. Uh, well, I got one winner as well that I just discovered about a minute and a half ago. I like it. Uh, Fresh. Uh, Fresh off the presses. Stardew Valley has a really big update. You thought I was going to say penis. Um, so it had a really <laughs> big update on the PC, on Steam. Oh, man, maybe... It was probably about three to four weeks uh, ago. I've been slowly watching stuff about it. Very excited for this update. And apparently it just hit the switch. Oh, God. <laughs> gasm. Gasm. G -g -g gasm. Uh-oh. Yeah. You wear your penis. Yeah. <laughs> that thing's uh, going to get rubbed raw. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life at this point moving forward. I know it's going to involve a lot of Stardew. Uh, I know a little while ago I said I was going to be put drunk driver on hold. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I do because this game's fucking fanatical. <laughs> fanatical and fantastical. Yep. Um, so I'm really excited. Mostly fanatical. For this, uh, I love this game with all of my being, and uh, yeah, it just has a whole bunch of stuff. A lot, of, a lot of new stuff. A lot of quality, quality of life changes. Um, I'm just really excited to jump into this fucking thing. So let's move on with your list now as fast as we humanly possibly can. 
All right. Well, uh, I have a Star Wars one I wanted to talk about, but it's actually nothing to do with Rise of Skywalker. It's going to be a loser. Um, wow. One of the the things that I really didn't like about the original trilogy, um, <laughs> and I've been listening to this show called Binge Mode, where they, they've been going through all the Star Wars movies and all this stuff and talking about the movies. Let and me they guess. didn't really bring it up. but Let me guess before you say. Hmm. Is it Lando because you're racist? <laughs> no. Got no problem with Lando. <laughs> then I don't, and then I have no idea. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of, well, there's a couple of things, but the main thing is that nobody seems to bring this up, but what a pain in the dick like Luke and Leia are to poor fucking Han. <laughs> like they keep giving him shit every time he tries to do the responsible thing and go pay off Jabba so that bounty hunters will get off of his dick and stop trying to kill him every five seconds. They just keep giving him shit like, oh, sure, all you care about is yourself. Fine, leave. <laughs> He's like, I'm just trying to go do this. I can come back afterwards. Like, I've got to, like, pay off this bounty, though, so they, they, they stop sending people to kill me. And they're just like, oh, you fucking piece of shit. How dare you? So selfish. Which, if they were his friends at all, or even just people who are constantly right next to him, you would think they would want. <laughs> What's the next thing? Oh, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> <Aww. laughs> I'd be like, if you like, every time you try to go to the store to buy food, Carol's just like, "Oh, fine, go. You don't care about me at all. <laughs> all you care about is food." <laughs> No, like, I well, we have it. to have food or we'll die. <laughs> I didn't need it broken down into real-life terms. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, well, next up, <laughs> in the winners. She's actually getting food tonight. Whoop, 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 doo, Sloppy <laughs> Joes, bitches. Oh, nice. Yeah. I love me a Sloppy Joe. I said, Joe. I'll get it. She said, no, I'm getting extra food. sloppy for you. Yeah. All right, what do you got? A winner. Uh, next up, I think you'll be happy about this one if you haven't already seen it, which I'm guessing you probably have since you watch Mortal Kombat like a hawk. <laughs> but uh, apparently this past weekend they did a redesign of the Joker in Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, they uh, they showed it off during the uh, video game awards the other night. It's not horrible. Um, it looks way better. Yeah, it's better. better. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the perfect rendition of the Joker still, but I'd say this is better than it was and better than it was in, like, Injustice, where they kept making him weird-looking, too. So. Injustice <laughs> 2. Injustice 1, he was fine. Injustice 2, he looked like... Uh, I think he still wasn't wearing a shirt in the first one, though, was he? He just had, no, like, a purple a coat. And... No, because you can even, yeah, you can even give him the red hood, like, get up. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, he That's had... The... Good. Yeah, he looked. Uh, I want to say they almost took a lot of the same like uh, models from oh, maybe uh, Mortal I'm just Kombat versus DC. Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah, that Joker's fine. I'm good with that. I yeah, might just be thinking Joker Two was awful, or Justice Two was <laughs> <Yeah>. awful. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking on that one, but yeah, I like this. This is a step in the right direction. So. The original one, for reference, in case you don't know what my brother Nick looks like, it looked like Nick wearing makeup. Nobody wanted that. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't even give him like a his belly sticking out with pizza on top of it or anything. <laughs> then I would have been behind it. I would have been behind that as well. All right. Uh, well, next up in the loser section, got a little band called The Offspring. 
Oh, boy. This hurts me. It hurts me to do this. But uh, they announced that their new album will be out this uh, early in 2020. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> For real time. Yep, heard that as well. Uh, all, yeah. All I have to say is uh, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me six consecutive times. I'm blowing my rape whistle because <laughs> you're straight up going for my butthole. And I don't like it. <laughs> They've done this every year for like the last five years <laughs> and never has come to fruition. Like, oh, hey, here we are. We're in the studio recording a new album. Should be out soon. <laughs> and still no album. Well, according to Noodles, and I don't know what it was last year, so I can't really contest, but I know, I think I checked somewhere. Oh, man, it was towards the end of this year, probably around September, October, around then. And Noodle says that the album is done. It's done, done. They're just looking for uh, somebody to really do something with the tracks. I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't know if it was something that had to do with composing the tracks or however, whatever. All they're doing is waiting for that. They they already found somebody. They're working on it now. That's why they're saying that it will be available early 2020. I don't know if that's something that's been said before in the last four years, but I, that's what <laughs> like I've heard has. this year, and <laughs> that gets me all hot and bothered. <laughs> give me some apple cider. Now give me some apple cider. <laughs> Woo! Give me some apple cider. I want that little I mean, apple cider. Don't get me wrong. If it does come out early 2020, I will be the happiest boy there ever was. I'll be very, very ecstatic, but until it actually hits stores, I'm not going to believe anything they say anymore. <laughs> They've cried wolf too many times. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, next up we got a winner. Uh, a little movie called Richard Jewell I saw last weekend. Um, not like the greatest movie in the world, but pretty damn solid. It was about the guy who was you know, the security guard at the Atlanta Olympics in 1996 uh, who found the pipe bomb and was kind of the big hero, but then the FBI started looking at him as one of the suspects, and he only eventually, you know, much, much later did they finally clear him. <laughs> so it's just kind of about how this whole thing like ruined his life, and you just really feel bad for the poor guy. Um, it would actually was pretty intense at certain points, and and it was kind of emotional. So I actually do recommend Richard Jewell. It's not, not that bad. Anything else <laughs> except for being so fucking boring? <laughs> oh <laughs> well <laughs> this next one i saved the best for last uh the loser of the week here oh boy i uh, saw another movie last Uh-oh. <laughs> this might be the worst movie i mean it's definitely the worst movie of the year uh it is definitely one of the movie uh, worst movies i've seen in a long time where's the i'm Sherlock not sure that it, <laughs> yes Oh, God. It, it could, in fact, be the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> no. It's in the running. Um, oh, my God. I hated this movie. Uh, so this was a little movie called Black Christmas. As we've talked about many times, this is the third version of Black Christmas. Uh, this is a movie, a slasher movie from the 70s that they remade in, like, 2005 or 2006. Um, people don't really like that one, but it's, it's fine compared to this one. Uh, this movie, I was so angry throughout the entire thing that I almost walked out several times um, and really only stayed just to see how stupid this thing got. 
this movie bears no resemblance basically to the other two movies. It's a completely different thing that doesn't deserve to be called Black Christmas because it really has nothing to do with the other movies. Um, but what it does have to do with from beginning to end is feminism. Oh, no. <laughs> this is supposed to be a horror movie. But, nope, it's it's just about feminism. And Carrie Always is in it. Your buddy Carrie Always. But he's the worst kind of evil because he's a teacher of classic literature. And most of the classic literature he's teaching is written by white males. How come there's not any people of color? How come there's no trans writers being represented in classical literature? Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank God he didn't change then. That's good. He's still... He's still a bad guy, even though he's just doing good guy things. <laughs> so they're trying to get him fired. So immediately I'm out on these people. I'm like, fuck you guys. You guys are all clowns. Like the one girl, she seems somewhat normal at the beginning, but basically the whole movie is about her learning to become a feminist by the end. And it's just, it's so hateful, and it's the most sexist thing I've ever seen in my entire goddamn life. Damn. <laughs> this movie hates men. So much. Um, the original is just about like a, you know, a mass killer who's just killing these sorority girls, you know, whatever. Um, every guy in this movie is just the devil, basically. <laughs> and essentially, like the person who created this college, the Hawthorne guy who created Hawthorne College, apparently he back in the 1800s or whatever um, knew that one day women would get out of hand and start having too much power. So he created this spell or this magic goo that comes out of his the bust of his you know head and it turns men into these like crazy powerful zombie dudes who kill women and stuff like that and it's just like what the fuck is this wow <laughs> the like the boyfriend of one of the characters is basically just there to um be shit upon <laughs> and be like oh he's an asshole because he's trying to protect them so he dies because girls could do it themselves obviously it's like oh my god <laughs> Like, literally, at one point, they're, they're talking shit about dudes, and, like, they're just basically saying all men are rapists. And he's like, well, that's not true. Like, all men are not rapists. And she's – one of them is just like, uh, did you just all – not all men me? <laughs> he's like, well, he's making a good point. <laughs> this is, <laughs> you can't just shut people down for using facts. <laughs> this is just highly upsetting me right now. I need to look up other reviews, and hopefully they're lining up with your stuff. I'm not saying that yours is lies, but I hate it when other people, like – I usually take your stuff for word unless I watch it as well and I have different opinion than you than mine is word. But usually when you say stuff, I like to like compare it to other people's reviews. And I'm mm -hmm. just like, man, they better have the same damn review as Kevin because he's usually on it unless I watch it, of course. And then, uh, <laughs> then it doesn't make any sense that they would like the movie. And I'm sure people are pooping on this movie. It yes. seems like a uh, movie you know what I highly recommend is the uh, the Midnight Screenings review done by um brad jones and uh doug walker oh uh, he was uh, so uh yeah they had very very similar opinions <laughs> okay is it on youtube i would imagine yeah yeah on youtube uh look it up i highly highly recommend it i will um god damn and like they even mentioned in there it's it's pg-13 so there's not even any good kills <laughs> Like, it literally will be like, oh, this person's dead, I guess, but you didn't see it. So it's it's the worst movie I think I've ever seen. <laughs> that sounds pretty fucking awful. It just, yeah. 
it's like not only is this not a good horror movie, it's also just trash <laughs> and just hateful. Hmm. And I hated every second of it. Yep, that's not good. Oh, yeah, that's not good at all. <laughs> yeah, so that's all I got. <laughs> We have to WD-40 this chair again. It was perfect the other day. <laughs> there, was, there was a whole 10-second span where it was great. It went like three <laughs> days, I think. No, I think it's just because oh, I'm thinking on it weird. Um, any big, big winners then this week? Uh, Not really, no. <laughs> Nothing worthy of the prize. All righty. Well, <laughs> that's depressing. Although, okay, I'll give it to Megan for giving me a ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're gonna learn how to play? Oh, maybe. Oh, you got it. Like you mastered the keyboard. Now you got to learn how to play the ukulele. I'm like, all right. That's pretty great. <laughs> you can do it. I believe in you. I don't know if it's in tune or not, and I don't know how to tell. I don't know well, how to tune a ukulele, so you're gonna have to YouTube that one. I think. I've never dabbled with the uke. <laughs> At least it's only got four strings. That's, That's more true. my speed. The more strings, the worse I get. <laughs> I'd like a guitar with one string, please. <laughs> yes. That's called the peen. I'd be the fucking Jimi Hendrix of that. That <laughs> 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 too. Um, alrighty. Well, I don't think I have anything this week, unfortunately. A lot of it's just been a lot of Star Wars nonsense that no. I've been watching. Um... There's a lot of it. Yeah, that seems to be the big thing right now. But all right, well, I think that's it from I think that's it from us. So uh, this has been another uh, sloppy Joe time over there. Yeah, it's been a, well. I got a man. I still got a while to go. Um, oh. But yeah, it's been another wonderful episode from the original Janksters. I'm Peter Jank. That's Kevin Jank. And as always, remember to say Merry Christmas to your neighbor. Not Happy Holidays, but Merry Christmas. Unless they're Jewish, then hand them a dreidel, because that's the right thing to do. Flip the tip and bye!